Welcome to the Menopause Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Willis, author of Cookie Dough in the Dark and Vibrant Living with Tanya. Menopause is like going through puberty again. Your body is changing, your hormones are shifting, but instead of being a lost teenager, it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Gain wisdom, be empowered, and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing. Subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals, and thank you for joining me. Hello, lovely ladies. Okay, so I know that many of you are either what I've talked about before, A or B. A, you want to lose belly fat, okay, or lose weight. Mind you, you know all about what I say about that. You really actually want to focus on your inches and focus on getting the fat decreased in your body. Or B, you are like me, where I currently don't want to change my shape. I don't necessarily need to lose any weight and I don't need to gain any inches. And I want to keep all the clothes that I have and not buy a bigger size. It really doesn't matter if you are type person who chooses A or B, all of the information that I share with you works. So I wanna take you back a little bit. Um, so like I said, I know a lot of you, you wanna lose belly fat, you want to make menopause this, you know, at this age after 40 be like just a cherished time of your life, not one filled with chronic disease and moodiness and irritability and not going after your dreams because you don't have enough energy. Like you really want to thrive, right? And when we feel good, we just, I don't know, move through life better. At least that's my, my, how I feel. So I'm going to take you back and I really want you just to think about some of these stories I'm going to share with you today. And let me just interject here again, that Losing belly fat, losing weight, decreasing cravings, um, increasing your energy is not always about food and exercise. And that's where I'm going to kind of veer off the path today. So we've just talked a lot about sugar and cravings. And we're going to talk more about exercise after I'm finished this little series here on um, what I'm going to talk about. And that is Back in my early 20s, I was at a job and I was in a relationship that was not supporting me, but I felt, let's say, pressure from the outside world. So I had gone to uh, the University of Western Ontario. I graduated, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went to George Brown College in Toronto and took fitness and lifestyle management. And oh my God, I loved it. And uh, really taught me about the human body way back, uh, you know, 32 years ago. So some things have changed and there's so much more exciting information out there. And that's what I'm gonna share with you today. But back then I did not have any idea of what I'm about to share with you. So I, you know, finished my uh 
you know, finished at George Brown College and I still really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of fleeted back and forth with jobs, but I knew I wanted something in fitness. So I started to have like one foot and I was teaching aerobics. And I mean, I went everywhere to teach aerobics. Um, and I was getting my personal training certifications. I was uh, certified to teach CPR and first aid, which I still am. And so I'm going to take you back to that time. But I needed to pay the bills, right? So I was in my 20s. Uh, I didn't have any financial support from my parents. And, you know, that's fine. That's called growing up. And so I needed a job. And I worked in the financial industry. And I sat a lot and typed a lot. And, you know, this was fine for a while. But I really wasn't happy. I was also in a very, oh, my gosh, up and down relationship that was really, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. But anyway, time goes by and I'm starting to get pain in my wrist. I'm getting pain in my shoulder. So I'm getting signs of external pain. And probably I was, you know, you know, I didn't like my job. So I knew that on some level, but I had to pay my bills. So I just kept going along. And in the meantime, while I have my daytime financial job, I am you know, getting my personal trainer. So I start to pick up some clients. I'm driving a lot around the city. I'm working full time and I'm, you know, very, I'm shortening this by a lot. And I talk about this in my book, Cookie Dough in the Dark, but I start to have these panic attacks and they were very mild and I really didn't know what they were, but I felt uncomfortable. And so long story short, I'm sitting at my desk job one day and I literally feel my heart start pounding in my chest. And the next thing I know, I'm on the floor and I can hear all these voices around me and I had fallen unconscious. And then EMS shows up and I'm told, you know, take a couple of weeks off work. So I just remember going home and literally, I think laying on the couch, actually I didn't go home. I was living in Toronto. I went to my apartment Um and I was very alone and felt lonely. And I just remember eating a lot of carbohydrates, bugles, things that weren't good for me. And um, I don't know if I was wallowing in self-pity. I was definitely feeling lost. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I can't remember if I was still training during this two weeks, but that really kind of startled me. But I, I didn't really know what to do. And so... Remember, there's no Google, there's no cell phones like we have now, smartphones. So anyway, I just relaxed, I think, for two weeks. I don't really remember. And then I went back to work. And I went back to work for a little bit, and then it happened again. And what I know now, and what I talk about by, in my book, was that my body was screaming, you, you have to do something different, Tanya. And I knew this, but I was also really scared because... My ego, I dressed up every day in high heels. I wore a suit. I looked the part, but I hated what I was doing. And my body was sending me messages saying, okay, this is not where you're going in life. And so I basically left that job because every time I went about it, thought about it, I just, my heart started pounding. And for the next little while, I had rashes on my skin. Um, I just felt very constricted. And I don't have the same level of awareness that I do now, but I definitely knew that I could not stay in that job. So I left and I started personal training and I loved it. 
I worked, I taught aerobics at like six o'clock in the morning and I worked till 9.30 at night and I worked long and hard, but I loved it. And I didn't have those feelings in my body. So just as I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you another story in a minute, but just as I'm telling you these stories, the what I really want you to tap into is the awareness of how you're feeling. How does your soul feel? Are you doing what, are you adding joy into your life? Are you living how you want to be living? And of course, you don't have to change everything overnight, but this is a root cause to keeping our bodies inflamed. And I'm going to talk about that because inflammation in our body can wreak havoc on our ability to lose weight and calm our nervous system. So again, I didn't know any of this kind of stuff. So I carried on my way. I loved what I was doing. I took lots of vacations um, because I, you know, when I was in my other job, I had two weeks off. That's all that I got. And now I was working for myself at the ripe old age of, I think, around 24. And now if I worked, I got paid. And if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. And that's basically how I still live today. <laughs> and it's okay. I like it. All right. So that was like my first indication. And my body was really screaming. So I had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, whatever you want to call it. I had loneliness but I still kept my relationship and it was a source of stress for many years, but I'll share that in another podcast one day. So anyway, I go about many, many years of, of, you know, feeling better because I'm actually in alignment with what I want to do. I'm moving my body and it feels good to me. So I kind of just go through my twenties and then in my thirties, I have, I get married and I have children. And it happened again, not exactly the same, but I'm working for myself. And for those of you that, you know, work for yourselves, if you don't work, you don't get paid. So I have bills to pay. I have a life to live. And so I worked a lot and then I had children. So basically I work and I give birth to my first boy, uh, James, and I walk to the hospital I have James, I walk home, I think I took a week off, and I start just on a smaller schedule of training, not full time, again, but just to fit in my my mummy life. But I was exhausted, I was absolutely exhausted. But I had that, that, uh, where I think we call hypervigilance, um, where I just, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but I was, you know, super mom, super wife, super trainer, right? And so everything was, you know, I, I had to keep the wheels on. I didn't want to show any kind of weakness at all. So I just, you know, remember clients would show up and I would peel my eyes open. I, I mean, I was exhausted. Anybody who has had children, which to me is the greatest gift and one of the beautiful things I'm so happy that I was able to be blessed with. It's exhausting, physically, mentally, emotionally exhausting. And I did not give myself a moment of rest. Sure, I had some naps sometimes when James was sleeping, but that was also times that I could train clients, right? And I would, uh, you know, have in, interrupted or interrupted sleep. And anyway, so I, I was exhausted. And then Ian came along 18 months later, my next beautiful baby boy. And I literally remember going to a fitness class with James on my back in a knapsack kind of baby carrier 
at you know 18 months old and Ian in my belly and that was I think I taught on a Friday and I think I gave birth on Sunday <laughs> so you can see how type a crazy I was and so I give birth to Ian and now I have a newborn and an 18 month old and it was uh, Christmas time so I actually took a little bit of time off and I started training again just after Christmas and I was exhausted and I kept going because I'm super mom, I'm super wife, I'm super trainer, I can do everything, right? And I also at this time, you know, even though I think I was eating healthy, I wasn't eating the healthiest and I was, you know, definitely drinking to just numb myself, eating to numb myself. And again, that's just another topic that I can, you know, talk about at another time. But I definitely did have some unhealthy habits. And also at the, that time in my life, I was definitely overeating sugar and over exercising, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Okay, so all of this stuff is building up in me. So I'm going to talk about how inflammation can affect body fat in just a second here. But it's, it's building up in me and I'm completely oblivious because I got to do this. I got to do this. I'm super mom, super wife, super trainer. So my husband and I decided to leave the city and we moved to a small town outside of, city, uh, outside of Toronto to Bob Cajun. And I decided my kids were 10 months and uh, almost three or two and a half, something like that. And I decided we moved in October that I was going to take six months just to completely uh, unwind. And my body had no idea what was happening. I broke out in rashes everywhere on my body. I had heart palpitations and my husband's like, what's going on? I said, my body has no idea how to relax. Okay. And I still did not know about inflammation. I didn't know about nervous system. I, I, I was an, a hard exerciser. I was a hard eater. I was a hard drinker. I was very all or nothing. And I went hard. Um, and, you know, I had, I, I probably had the concept of, you know, I'll rest uh, when I'm dead kind of thing, kind of attitude. And anyway, so, uh, you know, during this rest, my body kind of equalized somewhat, but I honestly don't really remember. Um, and then I started teaching a Pilates class because I've been a Pilates instructor for years. I was going to teach it for six weeks and it basically lasted uh, 17 years until about uh, March, 2020. So I was teaching classes again, I was training, I built up a business here, and I was balancing it with being a mother and I was a, and I put my kids in daycare twice a week, which was really good for me because I just needed two days to go do the groceries to actually read a book and to so I had some 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 insight some self care uh, to look after myself, um, because it's too much, right, we really a lot on us so anyway then probably I, I made start to make some really big changes in my early 30s after having kids so probably when they were I don't know four and five six seven eight in there that is when really 
um, I, I hit the wall and, and really start to make changes. And that's a lot of what I talk about in this podcast, because menopause, I wanted it not then consciously, but I, I knew that I, I had enough wisdom that how I wanted to live my life 10 years from now really started to happen today, like in that moment. And so I really, I had a little more time because now I was, you know, my kids were at school and I, I honestly don't know if I had a computer, but um, I was just becoming more interested in thing. I was reading more information. So fast forward to, I don't know, let's say um, it was 14 years ago. So let's put a number on this. So 2006, 2007, 2005, even somewhere in there. And I decided to introduce rolling into my Move Your Body studio. And so I went out and I bought all these rolling. Yes, it was at this time because, and I'm hoping to get her on my podcast. I met Deanna in 2005 or six. And she was talking to me about blocking. So I hope to get her on my podcast. But anyway, I got rollers because I, I don't know, I, they, were, they were just more affordable for me at the time. I had been doing some research on them, but I didn't know what I'm about to share with you right now. So we just got on these rollers and we started to breathe. And remember, I'm like a fitness instructor. I have taught so many different fitness classes. I've taught Pilates. I've taught yoga. I know the importance of breath. Like I am pretty well-versed in a lot of things, but like anything, even if you go see a doctor, you know, there's doctors who specialize in your shoulder or your elbow or your hips. This, this field of health and wellness is massive. And so I think I've done a really good job over the last 32 years of really integrating many types of fitness, many types of health, nutrition, mindset work, behavioral change stuff, because I really think we are a puzzle and we each have, you know, puzzle pieces within us. And it's not just about exercising and it's not just about exercising one way. It's not just about eating and it's not just about eating one way for everybody. You know, we have we have different exercise needs, uh, eating needs, mindset needs, but there's some really basic things. So I start getting everybody on these rollers. We start breathing. We start relaxing through the body. And over the course of months, I start to feel absolutely amazing. And I'm like, what's going on? And my clients are feeling more centered and calm. And all of us are noticing that we're not craving as much food and we're actually being kinder to ourselves and people around us. And we're like, what is going on? Like what's up with these rollers? And it's not necessarily the roller, but mind you, it is a tool that I absolutely love. It's the fact that most of us, and especially me, so I'll just talk about me, I was stuck in a sympathetic nervous system. So I'm going to kind of break this down here. So a sympathetic nervous system is just one of three parts of the autonomic nervous system, which is responsible for controlling many of our body's involuntary functions, such as our heart rate, our breathing, and our blood pressure. 
Okay, so the sympathetic nervous is, the sympathetic nervous system is part of the autonomic nervous system, and the autonomic nervous system is responsible for, um, you know, our our breath, our heart rate, blood pressure. Okay, so the sympathetic nervous system is often, and you've probably heard this, referred to as fight or flight. Okay, because it helps us to prepare. Uh, to respond to perceived threats or stressors. So remember way back, remember how I've talked about your brain is 10,000 years old and it hasn't got the memo for the current life that we're living, which is constant tigers chasing us all day long. So back 10,000 years ago, a tiger would chase us, okay? We, all the blood would go to our limbs. We would run, okay? And then we would release all that energy and um, go back into like a parasympathetic nervous system. I'm making this super simple. All right. And I'll talk about the parasympathetic nervous system in a minute. So I just want you to, to imagine that if you are being chased by a tiger, do you think you are going to be eating a cheeseburger? Okay. Or do you even think you're going to be digesting a cheeseburger properly? Do you think you're going to be thinking about resting? No, the only thing you're thinking about is getting away from that tiger. So we're in this fight and flight, which is what I was stuck in for years. And it's very valuable because it protects us from threats and keeps us alive. Remember, that's what our body wants us to do. But many of us get stuck here because we're perceiving all these threats coming to at us, coming to a coming towards us all the time. Okay, so it when, when this sympathetic nervous system is activated, it triggers the release of adrenaline and other stress hormones, and it increases our heart rate and our pupils dilate, and it redistributes, like I just said, blood away from the digestive system and towards the muscles, preparing the body for physical action. So the sympathetic nervous system also plays a role in regulating other functions such as body temperature and sweating and can also influence mood and behavior. So the sympathetic nervous system is really important because it's helpful in responding to acute stress, okay? Chronic activation of this system though can have negative effects on our health, including increase, increased risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, and other health uh, and other health problems. Okay, so when I look back, I know that I was definitely stuck in this this state, and I didn't even know it. But but I kind of did know it because I've been a type A go 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 person for so long. Okay, so just just the opposite of this. What is the parasympathetic nervous system? Okay, so this is what was happening when I laid on my roller. This can be also what happens during Pilates, but in more gentle Pilates and more gentle yoga uh, and, and different things. But the parasympathetic nervous system is one of the three parts of the autom uh, autonomic nervous system, right? Which is responsible for controlling many of the body's involuntary functions, such as heart rate, breathing, and digestion. So the sympathetic nervous system was heart rate, breathing, and blood pressure. The parasympathetic is heart rate, breathing, and digestion. 
So think for a moment, all the digestive problems that we have going on, digestion problems going on here, right? Like there's so many people that have gut issues. And one of the reasons is so simple is that we're not activating this parasympathetic nervous system. Now, a lot of us, if you're like me, I had no time to relax. Who relaxes? And I wore that busy badge really proudly. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Oh, I, you know, and I remember being like that. And that is part of the system that you get caught in. And I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but you get caught in this busy, 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 busyness. And one of the things is too, is that you don't even know how to get yourself out of this, this loop. So anyway, when I finally uh, laid down on this roller and, and listen, I've been teaching Pilates, but we were always kind of doing the hard Pilates because why would you not do something hard? <laughs> that was my thinking. So, and I, I really didn't give a lot of value to breath and relaxation, but I was hitting a wall and I laid on my roller and I started to activate this parasympathetic nervous system, which is often referred to as rest, digest, and heal because it helps to conserve conserve and restore energy by slowing down our body's processes. And when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, it promotes the relaxation response and reduces stress. And remember, stress, everybody, negatively affects cortisols and cortisol levels when they're high holds on to body fat. And when, when we're stressed, we tend to crave or simple carbohydrates. So you can start to see how all these little pieces of the puzzle are coming together. So when we're in this parasympathetic nervous system, our heart rate starts to drop down, slows down, our blood, our blood pressure lowers, we get increase of digestive activity. So we're properly digesting our food and we promote a restful sleep. So I know for myself, there are so many times when I was wired, no tired, but wired, I was exhausted. And then I would hit that my pillow would hit the head and my brain would start going a thousand miles an hour because I had no idea how to bring myself into this parasympathetic rest um, feeling. So the parasympathetic nervous system is mainly controlled by the vagus nerve, which runs from the brain stem. So just touch the back of your head if you can. Okay, right up here, we have this beautiful beginnings of the vagus nerve. And I've taught vagus nerve classes before to stimulate it. And this nerve runs to many different organs in the body, including the heart, lungs, and digestive system. And it begins to allow us to release and relax. Oh, beautiful. So activities that do this, which you can kind of guess from now, are like some deep breaths. So let's all just take a moment and then breathe in and breathe in through the nose. And I want you to bring that breath right down into the belly. And then a nice long exhale through the nose or the mouth. Feel that belly button coming in and up towards the heart. Get all that stale oxygen out of there. And this is free, free to us every single day, just to take a pause in our day 
and just breathe into the belly. Now, most of us, again, I could do a whole other podcast on this. Most of us are um, chest breathers, right? And I had, oh my God, I'm not going to go into it, but um, I had, you know, chronic bronchitis for years, breathing issues, sinus problems. Nobody ever told me to breathe into my belly. Nobody, nobody ever. So this is such a powerful thing we can do to begin to relax us. Now, some of us might be afraid to rest because our bodies have been conditioned to this go, 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 go all the time. So it is a practice. It is a practice of getting our bodies to relax and be able to not think that we're lazy because I thought I was lazy, not to think anything like this, but that we're doing good things for our body. Okay, so deep breathing. Now, I'm not a big meditator, but if you meditate, that's awesome. My form of meditation is what I really started practicing years ago is just to be present in this moment. <laughs> okay, be present in my moment. Smell the flowers, look at the clouds changing, hear the birds when I'm walking, notice the bugs on the ground, feel the dishes when I'm washing them, be in the shower and feel the water, not just being in the shower and somewhere else, which is, you know, quite often what happens to me, but I've really been working on being present in my body. And that to me is the meditation that works for me. Mind you, I really, I still roll and I still block. So I am very, uh, th those are my meditation moments as well. So then you can also do relaxation techniques and all of this stuff helps to activate this parasympathetic nervous system, which is so beneficial at us reducing the stress and, and improve our overall health and well-being. So I'm going to touch on one thing because I said at the beginning that I wanted to explain to you, um, you know, how inflammation can affect body fat. And I really want to leave you with some actionable steps. I could make this podcast episode three hours long. So I will save some of this information for the next one, but let's just dive into this. Okay, so how does inflammation affect body fat? And, and what is inflammation, right? So inflammation is being stuck in this sympathetic nervous system. Inflammation is eating a standard American diet, processed, ultra-processed food, Um it's, it can be over exercising, which I did for a very long time. I was so hard on my body. So this is why we talk about in the menopause made easy, um, you know, information that I share on my vibrant living in my vibrant living membership is how to have a balanced approach to exercise. And then stress causes inflammation in our body, not sleeping causes inflammation in our body, worrying our thoughts can cause inflammation in the body. So again, you can start to see the pieces of the puzzle and not to complicate this, but I hope it empowers you to be like, you don't have to fix everything at once. You can just start to add the breath into your day or start to digest this information to see where you can add some relaxation into your day, or maybe pick up a foam roller and you can join my get rid of aches and pains uh, foam roller. It's a very comprehensive. I go head to toe on how to use the foam roller. We do vagus nerve classes. We do 
uh, honestly, every inch of your body is covered and you will know exactly how to use the roller. You're guided through five minute to 30 minute classes. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. And uh, that's a great, great action step right there. So first, let's just talk about chronic inflammation. So chronic inflammation can interfere with the body's ability to regulate energy balance, leading to an increase in body fat. Inflammation can disrupt the function of hormones such as insulin and leptin, which play important roles in regulating appetite and metabolism. And when these hormones are dysregulated, it can lead to increased food intake, okay, increased cravings, decreased energy expenditure, and ultimately weight gain. All right, so that's the first one. Remember, I talk about, oh, I can't remember what episode it's in, but we talk about what you can and cannot control um, when it comes to, you know, moving into your menopausal years and hormones, you can, you can control some of this by, um, you know, decreasing your inflammation, but there's certain things that are happening to our hormones. We have to get smarter and it's not about dieting and it's not about cutting calories and eating more. Okay. So second, inflammation can promote the development of visceral fat. So I used to teach, uh, we called them fat chats, and I had a four-week program. And we went all over like visceral fat versus subcutaneous fat and how to get the fat off our body. But visceral fat is a type of fat that accumulates around the organs in your abdominal cavity. Visceral fat is particularly harmful because it produces inflammatory molecules that can further exacerbate inflammation throughout the body, creating a vicious cycle. So remember, subcutaneous fat is what you can pinch. Visceral is when you see people with those beer bellies, those hard bellies, um, you know, and like, you know, all of us have some visceral fat, but we really want to work to reduce that. And we know how to do that. We have to balance our exercise. We need to balance our menopausal plate. We need to look at our sleep and our stress. And again, these are all the things I talk about in my Vibrant Living membership. So if you have not talked to me yet, I'd love to hear if you're a good fit. You can always reach out to me, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, at move, sorry, at moveyourbody.ca. And let's set up a time to chat. And I'd love to have you in our membership because this is the stuff that we we learn about, but we put into action. Remember, information without action is not going to get you anywhere. It's the action and it's understanding how do we get these habits into our life. And that's what I've been working with for women with years for years. I don't think, you know, maybe some things are new to you today. Um, but a lot of us know eating carrots is better than a bag of chips and that we should be lifting weights, but we're not doing it right. Or that we should be ex- or, um, having some relaxed exercise in our day, decreasing our stress, working on our sleep, but we're not doing it. Okay. Third inflammation can interfere with the function of adipose tissue, which is fat. Okay. Which is the tissue that stores and releases fat. Inflammation can disrupt the balance between fat storage and fat breakdown, leading to an increase in fat accumulation in adipose tissue. Okay, that was a biggie. And then finally, inflammation can lead to 
insulin resistance. And oh my gosh, have we talked a lot about that? I uh, yes, we have. Okay, this is like one of the cornerstones of what I talk about in my book, Cookie Dough in the Dark, as well as emotional eating. It's what my five hacks to cut your cravings freebie helps you, gives you five hacks to lower those blood glucose levels. This, everybody, is huge right now. I'm sure you've you've seen it, you've heard it, you've read about it, but I think it's 88% of the population is metabolically inflexible, which means we, we are like ticking time bombs. So I want you to go into that 12%. And I am on a mission for women not to get diabetes, not to get heart disease, not to get these chronic illnesses. And I know that we're so attached to belly fat, but honestly, this is my plea this year. Let's look after our health first, and then the body fat will take care of itself and stop pursuing quick fixes and diets and over-exercising without understanding what you're doing to your body. And again, this is what I talk about in my Vibrant Living membership is this wholeness of our body, this holistic approach, which I just had Kathy on, who's a member. And she said, that's what I love about your membership, Tanya. You talk about movement, nutrition, mindset, very holistic. All right. So back to this finally topic. Sorry, I went on a little rant there. But inflammation can lead to insulin resistance, which is a condition in which the body cells become less responsive to insulin. Insulin resistance can make it more difficult for the body to use glucose, which is from your starch and your sugars that you eat in your foods for energy, leading to increased fat storage and higher levels of inflammation. Okay, so overall, inflammation can have a significant impact on body fat accumulation and metabolism and reducing inflammation through lifestyle changes, such as a balanced approach to exercise, a balanced approach to nutrition, may be an effective way to manage body weight and improve your overall health. Oh, all right, so I just, I, I wanted to put some background in there because again, I want you to understand that even though I am so, like I eat, sleep, health. I, I have read, I'm educated in this area. I don't know everything, of course, but I am, uh, I have my fingers in a lot of different areas because I think, again, it's that holistic approach that we need to look at. And I know that when I started to lay on my roller without even understanding what I was doing, my body started to respond. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a nicer person. I'm not so irritable. I'm not craving food at 10 and three. I feel great. Oh my gosh. And I got addicted to that feeling. And I have literally been rolling ever since. I still teach a rolling exercise or a rolling relaxation class every Tuesday live in my membership where you can catch the replay. I, in August of 2020, when life was really crazy, I ended up buying blocks and we'll talk about those later. And I blocked for 18 months 
every single day uh, for at least 10 minutes, sometimes for an hour or more, because my nervous system was so shot, right? I had just lost a business that I had built up for 15 years. Um, you know, a lot of us had, it was very chaotic. And, but I knew enough that what I really needed was to pull back and look after my nervous system. And that takes courage and stepping back and, but really honoring my body. So that is what I learned, right? I didn't really understand that in my twenties, I turned to food and alcohol and, you know, in my thirties, when this happened again, that time, I was smart enough that I was taking some time off, but I still didn't fully embrace my breath and deep relaxation and owning uh, time for myself to recover and heal. So I hope there's some words of wisdom, some actionable steps that you could take from my story and the points I've shared with you. And I will definitely be talking more about this and some of the healthcare or sorry, self-care techniques that I use. But um, in the meantime, if you don't have a roller um, and you want to start rolling, uh, you can go on to Amazon or anywhere and pick up a medium density roller and make sure it's 36 inches long. A lot of people get 18 inches. Make sure it's 36 inches long, medium to soft density roller. And then you can head on over to my get rid of, let's see if I have it here. Here it is. Get dash rid dash aches dash pains dash cellulite dash slim dash thighs that I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not going to keep going, but literally I put everything in this program. So bring your body back into balance during perimenopause and beyond. Yes, I'm ready to roll and rolling not only calmed my nervous system, but it slimmed my waist and thighs because when you get rid of this inflammation in your cells, you shrink your cells. I reduced my cellulite. I decreased inflammation. I reduced my mood swings. I decreased anxiety. And oh my gosh, I'm just so happy that I found it. So I will put this link in the show notes for you and we will meet again, my friends. I'd love for you to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any episodes. I'd love for you to share this with your gal pals if you find what I'm saying is resonating with you. I have so much to share. And thank you for listening.